What you're about to hear is the fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Hello, America. There is a, uh, a new story that just came out on The Blaze that is about Jean-Pierre saying that uh, Joe Biden was never in business with his son. This comes from the New York Times saying, wait a minute, S- her, the answer is changing. Uh, we should pay attention. That's the New York Times. We'll talk about the uh, latest in the incredible Biden scandal. But I also want to uh, bring in a friend of the program who I just think is just remarkable and very, very funny. Peachy Keenan. She's a Federalist senior contributor. Uh, She's just written the new book, Domestic Extremists. Uh, And she wrote a great article a couple of days ago about the dangerous practice of hiring airline pilots for equity versus experience. And I don't know. It kind of made sense to me. We'll talk to the domestic extremist, Peachy Keenan, in 60 seconds. In Land Lakes, Florida, the Tunnel to Towers Foundation is building a community called the Let Us Do Good Village, which will have about 100 homes for the program participants. There are two families who have already moved in. One is a Gold Star family uh, and the family of a severely injured hero who served our nation. And more will come. This is a really special place where families will be able to come together and heal. It's a place where their children will be able to grow up together and experience life together. And it's all thanks to an amazing donation of land on which it sits. And of course, thanks to your generosity. The Let Us Do Good Village can be just the first of many communities like it. This is your opportunity to help America's greatest heroes and their families heal together and grow together. With every mortgage-free home, the foundation makes good on its promise to do good and never forget the sacrifices of our heroes abroad and those heroes in our communities that stand guard every day and break down dirt bags doors and then you know either get shot or accused of oh so donate eleven dollars a month to tunnel to towers at t2t.org that's tunnel to towers t2 the number two t.org peachy welcome hey glenn how are you i am very good uh domestic extremist a practical guide to winning the culture war Um, She writes in it, in this house, we believe parents are the bosses of their kids. Babies are good. More babies are better. Two sexes are plenty. Your career is overrated. Feminism is how the unpopular and undateable cope with life. Mainstream American culture destroys families and we are going to win. I, I love the way you write, Peachy. I just love it. Just love it. Oh, uh, so let's talk about the book here in a second. First, can you please just summarize what you wrote uh, with all of these airlines saying, we're going to hire for equity and diversity um, in, the, in the cockpit? You mean the pilots? Yeah, I pitched this idea on Twitter, and then the Federalist asked me to write an article. And my idea is a new airline called Merit Air, okay? So maybe you pay a little more, 
Okay, but your pilots are going to be all the guys who got fired from the other airlines in favor of <laughs> equity, equity hires. So you're going to have experience, people who have been vetted. You know, there's no diversity in this hiring. And that's, you know, you're guaranteed to get to get where you're going. I really don't care. I really don't care if it's. If it's an iguana flying the plane, if iguanas are the most qualified, I don't care. I like, you know what I like in my, uh, my air travel is as many takeoffs as I have landings. That's really important <laughs> to me. I like those numbers to be equal. Uh, and uh, I don't want any diversity there. You know, I want the same number of takeoffs as I have with landings. I think that would be good. I think that would be good. So, uh, yeah. uh, Peachy, tell me about your tell me about your book. I just bought it online. I, I haven't read it. I'm sorry, um, but I'm going to read it. Tell me about your book. Um, yeah. So I used to joke around that I'm not a domestic extremist. I'm just extremely domestic. And by that, I mean me, like many of my friends, we are. I'm a stay at home mom. I'm a work at home mom. I quit my job to stay home with my you know nurse and raise my my last baby. And, you know, we, we do crazy extreme things like we go to mass on Sundays. And, you know, I think that mothers are probably the best. <laughs> you know, I'm going to get arrested <laughs> any minute now for my extremist beliefs. But it really does feel like when you're a mother and you decide to, let's say, have a big family, have more than two kids, you want to stay home and raise your own children over your career. It really feels like that other women especially look at you like you're some crazy extremist. And but actually, we're the ones who are going to save the civilization. Uh, yeah. Uh, it, do we? I, well, let let me uh, before I I ask you how we do that. Do you really believe that that we're going to save this civilization? That it's worth saving <laughs> at this point. <laughs> well, I mean, if I didn't think that, then I would say, you know, what's the point of waking up in the morning and worrying about it and making the kids breakfast and getting their homework done? What would be the point of it all? I have to stay positive, And I, yes, I have to believe we, we can and we will win. Okay, good. I mean, that was just the dark side of me speaking up. I usually keep them. Well, I don't usually keep that dark side that quiet, but <laughs> I'll try to. Um, the, uh, uh, how, do we, how do we go about waking the people up or convincing people uh, that, hey, these things are big deals and you should pay attention to it. I think most people feel like, for instance, with Biden, um, they see all this corruption. They know it's true. But I talk to people and they say, ah, I don't really care. They, that's not what they mean. They mean I'm not watching it, watching it because it is just an exercise in frustration because they're not going to get nailed for it. And so why do I watch that circus? Yeah, I also think that, uh, that for a long time people thought, well, what can I do? You know, what's the point of me even complaining or me even voting? What, you know, nothing's going to matter. Nothing's going to happen. But we've seen a sh real shift this year where people, when they kind of work together and there's strength in numbers, actually make big changes like we've seen with Bud Light. You know, they're like done. That, that whole brand yeah. is over. And Target and all these other things. I mean, I really feel like people can finally feel like, oh, we're not, I'm not alone. 
you know, my one little voice, my one little vote, maybe I can actually make a difference. I, I'm starting to see things, too, on social media. And maybe because, maybe it's just Twitter. I don't know. Um, but uh, I'm starting to see pushback from people when they're just blindly told uh, you better accept that that is not only a woman, but the most beautiful woman you've ever seen. And people are starting to have more confidence to go, dude, I mean, that's a dude in a dress and it and really makes a very hideously ugly woman. And they're starting to say those things. That's a good sign. Yeah, I think when they started coming for our kids, uh, people who were sort of in the middle and would never have normally spoken up are speaking up. I mean, here in California and Los Angeles, there's like, there's like war, there's like battle zones now outside elementary schools where parents, often immigrant parents, are fighting back against mm. the transgender lobby. And they're saying, you know what? No, we don't really want our, fi- our fifth graders learning, you know, seeing child pornography. Like, is that okay? And again, it's strength in numbers. It's seeing these things. People are, I really feel like finally feeling empowered to say, no, this is, this is insane. <laughs> like, we're not going to let you do this to the kids. So I think this all is a religion that is forcing everybody to bow down to. Um, yep. And they'll excommunicate you. And they have the resources and the willingness to ex- excommunicate people. They're doing it all the time in cancel culture and everything else. Um, and, but they don't seem like, for instance, Budweiser has come out and said, yeah, we're still, we're still, yeah, we're, hey, we're with you, transgender people. And it's, it's not about transgenderism. It's about uh, taking these political stance. Everything is political. Everything now. And they're taking these political stances that are so against the culture, but they don't seem to care even when they're punished. What's going to make them care? Yeah, they're choosing the the value of the virtue signal over the value of their stock price. Correct. Um, every every time, and we see every company doing this. Disney, you know, flop after flop. Um, their new Snow White looks like another one. <laughs> Here we go again. Gosh, um, I know. Are... Jeez. <laughs> Same screenwriter of Snow White as the um, uh, screenwriter of Barbie. Just FYI. Um, so that just can tell you what what's coming. Mm. But yeah, I mean, I, it really will. It really will take just like enormous pushback by people saying, you know what, we're not going to Disney World anymore. Anymore, we're not. We're, we're literally not going to do these things. It's not even really a boycott anymore. It's just we're kind of cutting that out of our no. lifestyle. And um, if people yeah. do that in enough numbers, it it will work over time. It's a. It's not overnight. You know, we're not going to win this thing by Tuesday. You know, this is. They had a hundred year head start. I think you're right about uh, it's not a boycott. It's it's just it's a lifestyle to where you're like, I, I'm I'm I, I just I can't be part of that culture. Uh, and I think people are going to soon start self-selecting. They already are to some degree. But I think we're going to start self-selecting a lot um, where people are going to start moving into communities and to states where they're like, you know what? I'm not putting up with that anymore. Uh, I'm going here and they're going to start living by like-minded people more and more um, because it's just it if 
I, I have a, again, this is the dark side of me talking, so pay no attention to him. He's a pessimist. But I think there's a good chance that the Democrats know that they got the system rigged and they'll win. And I say that not because of the last time, but because of the um, uh, presidential order that was put in the very beginning of the Biden administration for a government-wide program to uh, recruit and register new voters. And they won't respond to Congress saying, what the hell does that even mean? What did you do? Um, and uh, the only way to save that is through very strong states and people saying, I'm, I'm not going there. I'm just not going there. Yeah, I mean, I've lost a lot of uh, my L.A. friends to Dallas. Um, as you know, they've been fleeing California in droves. I've lost, you know, 10 friends, not lost. I mean, God bless them. They're doing great. They're happy. <laughs> you know, here but, I am yeah. alone. Um, people definitely are voting for their feet. And I think they need to vote for their feet. Even if they're stuck in blue cities, they can vote for their vote with their feet in other ways. For example, by pulling their kids out of government indoctrination centers. We used to call those public schools. Um, and they're, yep. they're, look at the rise in homeschooling. I mean, everywhere. I just met someone who in Orange County or um, San Bernardino County who runs a homeschooling group of almost a thousand kids in a small, relatively small city, a thousand children who are free, been liberated from the religious indoctrination centers called public schools. And yet we have states like Texas, who the Republicans in there are such weasels. They get money yeah. from the uh, teachers unions uh, and, you know, they're just they're they're stopping, you know, uh, school choice, which is insane, insane. I, I look at Republicans now and they are constantly, you know, moderation, blah, blah, blah. Mitt Romney. I think the country right now would love to have. A Republican and a Democrat stand up in the well of the Senate or the uh, or uh, the uh, House and just say, I'm not any of this. You guys are all lost. You're all lost. Here are the things that have to be done. And I don't mean a, you know, what is that uh, that uh, that third party they're trying to get off the ground where it's like, we're going to be moderate. No, no, mm -hmm. we're not going to be moderate. We're going to be true to our values and our values are set forth in our declaration of independence and our bill of rights period that's what we're going to do and i think that person would win by a landslide yeah i think you're right i think the country's ripe for that i mean the only party i despise more than the democrats is the republican establishment i mean it is yeah worse than worse than useless and in many cases, there's like no daylight <laughs> between your like typical Republican guy and the, and the Democrat. And the thing is, they're both so out of step, so out of sync with how people are feeling. Regular people are feeling. We just are just totally uh, unrepresented, even in states like Texas, even in red states, even in Tennessee, where I have friends. Um, it feels like we need to kind of like rip them all out, you know, root and branch and just start over. But, hey, you know, we can start today. We they have, Like I said, they have a big head start on us. But the best time to start, get rid of them all, is today. Yep. Peachy Keenan, uh, Federalist a Senior Contributor, the author of the new book, Domestic Extremist. Uh, I'd love to have you in. When I get back to uh, Dallas uh, later this summer, I'd, I'd love to have you in and, and do a podcast with you, Peachy. Peachy, I find you peachy. 
Thanks, Glenn. Thank you. You're PC too. You bet. Bye-bye. Um, all right. Let me tell you about our sponsor. It is Goldline. Historically, the value of gold and interest rates have an inverse relationship. You raise interest rates to stop inflation, to curb inflation. When the Fed raises interest rates, that signals to the precious metals market, oh, they're fixing inflation and fixing the dollar. So gold goes down. Now, why hasn't that happened this time? Two reasons. One, they're not fixing the problem. The government is spending more than all of us could spend in lifetimes. They are just borrowing more and more money. Okay. Oh, we caught it by a trillion dollars. Yes, because you started at seven trillion. More by like three trillion than anybody in the world has ever spent. Well, we caught it by one. Shut up. So they're not bringing inflation down by raising interest rates. It's only hurting you. The second reason is all of the central banks around the world are storing gold. They are buying, gobbling up gold. Why? Because only a gold-backed currency uh, is really something that is going to change the world. It could be Bitcoin or whatever if you wanted to back it up as a CBDC. We're not doing that. Russia and China are. We're not. I prefer uh, the government not to be involved in any of this stuff because it's all a game. May I suggest you get out of the game. The Gold Line has a great special this week on their fractional quarter ounce gold Mayflower rounds. With every one quarter ounce gold Mayflower purchased, you're going to receive two of the silver Mind Your Business bars absolutely free. So you get free silver when you acquire gold today. It's a great offer at Goldline, 866-GOLDLINE, 866-GOLDLINE or goldline.com. 10 seconds, station ID. Welcome to the uh, Glenn Beck program. Um, the uh, I don't know if you saw this. The ESPN soccer analyst Shaka Hislop uh, he collapsed during a live broadcast, and I just want to compare it to the last guy who uh, collapsed on national broadcast, which was on my Fox show. Here, let's if we have it, let's start with Shaka Hislop. Can he's been left behind? He's on the naughty step. From PSG, he's not gone on the tour of Japan. What have you been saying? Oh. Shaq! Wow. Okay, I mean, that's pretty amazing. Yeah. It's disturbing. Uh, and he went down smiling. He went down smiling. Yeah. Now, let's compare that to David Buckner, mm. who, you know, is a brilliant, a brilliant professor, brilliant economist, but he's best known for passing out on my show <laughs> on Fox. Here's how that happened. Okay, so all of this that was bad, that everybody said, oh, no, we can't invest in that, the government invested in, and now this is full of cancer. If all of those had cancer, this This now now has it. Okay, so this is uh, uh, Treasuries. You all right? Uh, I'm passing out. Okay, are you okay? You want to hang on? I'm passing out. He's passing out. He's trying to tell you, Glenn. You want to sit down? He's not okay. Go on. Okay. All right. Whoa, 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 whoa. Whoa, boy. You okay? Okay. Somebody help him, please. Uh, Somebody help. We'll be back. We'll be back in just a second. Wow. 
Yeah. I mean, it was Pats. so weird. And I can hear it so clearly now yeah. where he said, I'm passing out. Yeah. Uh, he has to say it like three times <laughs> to me because I'm listening to the control room yelling at me. What's going wrong? What's what what's David doing? What's what's happening? And then I'm trying mm, to yeah. keep the show going. And then he's like, yeah, you're right. They're in the same situation. I'm passing out. What? <laughs> <laughs> and it's just not Why? something you expect. Why did he pass out? I don't remember. He had just flown in from like China or Hong Kong or something like that. Yeah. And he wasn't feeling well and he mm. was all jet lagged. He had flown out for some meeting and then flew right back. Uh, I think it was something like that. Wow. And he just he walked Oof. off the plane onto the show. Jeez. <laughs> oh. Uh, sad. So, sad. I think David, I think David Buckner, we're retiring uh, uh, his video now of passing out. America, you can move on now <laughs> to Shaka Hisla passing uh, out on television. Back in just a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. I'm guessing nobody asked your permission to saddle you with a bunch of pain, yet here you are dealing with it day in, day out. And if you're like me, living with pain in your life is like walking uphill in 10 feet of snow both ways, which I did when I was a kid in school. Anyway, this is uh, uh, something that you will eventually hit a low point on. The pain I was living with just consumed my life. And then I tried Relief Factor. I tried everything before, and I never thought this would work. Please don't make the mistake I did and wait. Just give this a try for three weeks. You will know in three weeks um, if you're taking it as directed in a three week period. If it's not doing anything for you, stop taking it. But I noticed because I stopped taking it because I was in denial. It's not doing anything. I just feel better. And then I stopped taking it and I was like, <laughs> oh, no, I don't feel better. It is actually working. Take the trial pack now from relieffactor.com or call them at 800, the number four relief. Relieffactor.com. 1995 three week quick start. Relieffactor.com or 800 four relief. Check out my show, Pat Gray Unleashed, every weekday live from 7 to 9 Eastern, 6 to 8 Central, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcasts. Kind of a scary moment um, for Ron DeSantis. He was in a car accident. He is fine, uh, but he was on his way back from a campaign uh, function and was in a was in a car accident. But he is fine now. This one is really sad. LeBron James' son, Bronny, has just suffered a cardiac arrest during a workout at USC. Now, before you say anything. We don't have any idea what caused this, but we know the vaccine had nothing to do with it. Yeah, we know okay, what so didn't cause we'll jump it. jump to that. Yeah, yeah. it definitely was not, not caused the by the vaccine. Absolutely But not. we have no, no idea what could have caused that. Well, it's so common so. in 18-year-old healthy athletes, you know. 
Uh, Amen, brother. Yeah. And so Amen. it could be any number of things. Um, you For know, instance, high cholesterol. It could be. Uh, yes. Skyrocketing blood yes. pressure. Um, who knows? Electrocution. <laughs> Electrocution. Yes. You don't, you don't know. know. Maybe don't he know. Was, maybe he was slamming the ball and he hit the rim and it that's metal and, and it, it happened shot to be to connected heart, to an outlet. Right? Yep. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. But it's definitely not the vaccine. Definitely not the vaccine. Now, may I just ask, uh is anyone is anyone deciding that maybe they shouldn't listen to the government because the government forced everybody to take it mm-hmm. if you went along with it they called you all kinds of names mm-hmm. this story really didn't get a lot of coverage in fact i found it on military.com dod confirms rare heart inflammation linked to covid19 vaccines a new study of U.S. service members found a higher than expected mm. rate of heart inflammation following the receipt of COVID-19 vaccines. Its finding, uh, the Defense Department researchers say, should call attention to the condition known as myocarditis as a potential side effect to the vaccine. In an article published Tuesday, uh, U.S. Army, Navy, Air Force physicians described 23 cases of myocarditis in previously healthy males who developed the condition within four days of receiving the COVID-19 vaccine. Physicians would have expected to find eight or fewer cases among the 436,000 male military members who received two mRNA shots, according to the study but military says now 20 military members developed inflammation after their second dose including 14 after the moderna shot and six after the pfizer shot three developed the condition after the first vaccine they were all previously healthy and physically fit but we know that it's not Not the vaccine it can't be the vaccine uh, i'll thank you to stop lying about that pentagon uh, because Thank you. you know this They're conspiracy, conspiracy stuff theorists. that they keep pushing, I yeah. I can't abide it. It's dangerous. Can't abide it. It's dangerous. It's dangerous. <laughs> it is. My gosh. It is. Um, wow. <sighs> so where was Le- LeBron? Wasn't LeBron really outspoken? Get the vaccine. Oh, get, the, get the vaccine. Absolutely. Yeah. He he was. He was pissed off and at, at uh, people in the NBA who chose not to get the vaccine and then had to sit out the the games at, at uh, in their on their home floor. I think it was, or maybe the visiting floor. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember which. But he was he was nasty to them. Uh, he was insulting to people who didn't get the vaccine. Yeah, I wonder how he feels now, douche. I mean that in a in now a nice way, of course. No, um, that's not you know, that's because, not Christ-like. No, it's it's. Well, I was thinking effing douche at first, but so I, you know, I <laughs> so really, it's better, a little but bit still better. not yeah. real. Right. I mean, right. maybe it's Saul before the conversion. <laughs> you know, maybe. So you're maybe on the that. road, right? You know, 
<laughs> Here, hold my coat while I call this guy a douchebag. Okay, all right. Well, it's that's good. Yeah, that's that softens good. it, right? Mm. It softens it. No, so, no, no. No, again, not not, re- not really. No, not really. Mm, okay. No. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. So, but thank you for that, uh, Pat. I appreciate that. Uh, what do you make of bringing that to the table? Elon Musk changing the Twitter bird logo to X and Twitter changing their name to, to X. Mm-hmm. Remind me, I have to tweet uh, Elon today. Yeah. I want the Twitter bird from the from the building for the museum. Oh, wow. Yeah, I gotta see if yeah. we can get that because that is that is massive history. That's massive history. What a weird thing to do, too. It's kind of like Band Aid, you know, whose whose product is identified their their name is identified as the actual product. It isn't. Those are like adhesive strips. But everybody says, "I need a Band Aid." Isn't that like them changing their name to L? I, it's really strange. <laughs> yes. Why would you do that? It is weird. It's part of the culture. I, it's part because of because our... I think I you no, know, but I think uh, Twitter has a bad rap to it. When you mm. think Twitter, you immediately think I don't know. Can I trust it on both sides because of Elon Musk? On both sides, mm. I couldn't trust it before. If you're a conservative, now I think I might, and then on the other side, I used to trust it, and now I can't. So I mean that that's a brand wrecked on both sides. Yeah, I guess so. I guess so. But and they must not be making they must not be making uh, money hand over fist uh, as they probably should be with everybody who's a, a subscriber and and how much it's used and the free publicity they get on radio stations and podcasts because how many of us talk about where we are on Twitter? Where can you tweet us? Uh, I mean, it's amazing. It's amazing the free advertising they've gotten. They should be making uh, unbelievable amounts of money, like hundreds of dollars. So hundreds. Um, bad. I I find myself actually uh, liking Twitter more, using Twitter more. There was a time I just didn't. It was just mm-hmm. a cesspool. Mm-hmm. And now you you kind of see both sides, uh, and it's not so much as uh, of a cesspool. At least. In my, t- I reuse it so rarely. I know guys that just they're on it all the time. All oh, yeah. the time. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, you know, I have a once a day rule. And uh, I think that's enough. Yeah. I think that's enough. Yeah. But I think it's gotten a little bit better since Elon came aboard. Um, not to some people. Uh, obviously, the left hates it, but I, I think he's, I think he's done a, a decent job for people on the right. I and, think he's done a really good job. Yeah. Yeah. There was uh, something else that came out. Okay, so OpenAI. You know that Elon Musk started OpenAI. Then OpenAI, and it was, we're going to be open. We're open for everybody. This is, a, this is a, you know, an open thing that is not going to be about commercial success and everything else. And then, then they made it into commercial and, uh, mm-hmm. and started making money. And uh, it kind of, you know, it... Uh, Wow, it uh, it didn't work out well, uh, mainly for for all of us. But the OpenAI boss now, Sam Altman, he's now working on a new crypto project uh, called WorldCoin, which I love. Just the I love anything mm-hmm. with World in mm-hmm. it. 
uh, world <laughs> coin and it's going to work as a digital passport. So huh. uh, he is. Yeah. That doesn't so sound what scary it's, at what all. It's gonna, Does it? it that's, no, no. That sounds great. No. That sounds great. Yeah. No, it's Very this comfortable is really good. That. So it, absolutely. So here's what happens. Um, he's working on this world ID digital passport that lets you prove that you are a unique and real person while remaining anonymous. Mm-hmm. 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 As AI technology, nobody will know. I'm sure not even the computers. Uh, AI technology and the adoption continue to advance globally. It's more important than ever to establish uh, and scale privacy preserving proof of personhood online. So they are doing all kinds of bio- biometric imaging uh, devices. So you, I mean, you'll have a, you know, you, your, your function as a body and your eyes, the iris, everything um, that really just that, that, I mean, that's unique. It's like a fingerprint. So why use your fingerprint that we could all just scan for our digital ID mm-hmm. because they're all different. So we could just push our fingerprint on a screen. No, they want our <laughs> iris. Wow. Hmm. Hmm. And uh, that's all to keep you protected, uh, you know, from anybody who has nefarious anything going on. I don't know. I think OpenAI <clears throat> might have gone to the dark side. Um, mm. my, it mm-hmm. my actually might have started there, but <laughs> I'm pretty sure now it's pretty clear. Uh, dark side. All right. Back in just a minute. First, let me tell you about Rough Greens. Sharon wrote in about her dog's experience with Rough Green. She says, our pit bull, Molly, is a rescue who is in very rough shape when we adopted her. She's responded well to high-quality dog chow, but her coat still had a strong smell. She's been with Rough Greens now for several weeks. She likes eating it on her food. Her coat smells much better. She's also more energetic, so thank you, Rough Greens. It's not a dog food. It is a supplement developed by naturopathic doctor Dennis Black. You put it on your dog's food. Remember, brown food is dead. You want the greens. This is filled with vitamins, minerals, probiotics, antioxidants, you name it. If it's healthy for your dog, it's probably in rough greens, and dogs love it. So give give it a shot. You'll get your first trial bag free. All you pay for is shipping. Go to roughgreens.com slash Beck or call 833-GLENN-33. You call 833-GLEN-33. They're going to give you your first trial bag for free. Call them now, 833-GLEN-33, roughgreens.com slash Beck. Join the conversation, 888-727-BECK, the Glenn Beck Program. Welcome to the Glenn Beck program. We're glad you're here. Uh, listen, there is, uh, and we feel for this man's family, the, uh, the guy who was working as the chef for the uh, Obamas died uh, yesterday, uh, and they found his body. I think, he, I think he died the day before, and they found his body yesterday. Uh, he was in a pond, uh, and he was 
what do you call it? Water paddle water boarding. Water boarding. Paddle boarding. Uh, uh, paddle boarding. Mm-hmm. Water boarding might have, it's something I think different. Yeah. Um, um, that's what we let I'm the Saudis sure. do um, for us, but uh, we do paddle board yeah, ourselves. That's right. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. Thank uh-huh. you. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, he was paddle boarding and uh, he apparently drowned, uh, which is, you know, obviously horrible. And, mm-hmm. um, but uh my first thought was now who's going to cook dinner uh for the obamas right uh, right you don't want them to have to do that themselves that's kind of i mean no you don't you, you know don't. not got, in that 12 million dollar no. mansion or their eight million dollar no. one in dc or their five million dollar mansion in chicago and the 10 million dollar one yeah. in hawaii you you want private chefs at all those you places. know you know what i really like you know what i really like mm-hmm. is the the merit of all of that fortune you know yeah they were poor destitute couldn't afford to pay off their student loans right then he became president and in just a mere eight years he's got uh what was it five mansions he's got four all just over, only four over. mansions he's owned only um, four oh my gosh they're yeah. still struggling yeah they are they are They're just still mansions all over the world. I mean, uh, boy, that's horrible. But that's they do horrible. have private chefs, um, and well, not right now. But well, we know they had one. Yes, they had at least one. Yeah, and I don't know if he traveled to yeah. each of the homes when they were there, or whether they've got separate private chefs at each resident. But for people who are concerned about income inequality, I love to see them living the high life like this. I, I like that. I'm, I'm glad they're able to do it. Well, it's uh, honestly, it's the way all of the great Marxists live. Uh, Mao. <laughs> yes. Pol Pot. Right. Uh, Stalin. You know, they all, mm-hmm. Stalin, you know, Hitler, they mm-hmm. all are preaching that, you know, austerity is right. Uh, Venezuela. Not you know, for us. Maduro Austerity's is like not right now. for us, but it is for you people. No, no, no. Yeah. They're looking for out you for people. their, their they citizenry. They need... They need the four or five houses, you know, yeah, and the private chef and the private right. planes. Uh, but they're, you know, they're they are better than us. They are better than us, and I think that's <laughs> pretty clear. That's pretty clear. Yeah. Uh, isn't have you what read you about f- Putin's? He's got a house on the sea somewhere um, at the one port or something oh. that Russia has, and it's something like two hundred thousand yeah. square feet. Uh, so yeah, they set a really good example well, for their people. I love it. I love it. He's, uh, you know, it's Putin. I mean, he's got a lot of bodyguards mm-hmm. uh, and uh, a lot of models, you know. Yeah. And a lot of people lined mm-hmm. up to uh, fall off of his roof. So, uh, <laughs> you know, you might need that space. By the way, speaking of models, did you hear that uh, uh, Tom Brady, this is going to come as a shock, mm-hmm. has scored a beautiful model. Uh, oh, wow. That is a new girlfriend. Shocking. So, really? He apparently, yeah, he apparently, some Russian model, um, he apparently went to a friend's wedding and uh, the quote from, I don't remember who wrote this, maybe the New York Post or TMZ or something, said um, there were multiple models throwing themselves at him in an embarrassing fashion. And oh. I have to tell you, we've been through that. That happens to me. Yeah, it happens to me all the time <laughs> yeah. where yeah. these models and I'm like, mm-hmm. have some dignity, girls, one by right. one, please. Right. You remember how embarrassed uh, we were for just... Elle McPherson when we met her years ago? Remember that? Oh, oh she, she was, was just falling all over us. It she'd was, show up at my house at night covered you know, in spaghetti naked, sauce. And I'd be like, yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, that's the way I, I like my models. <laughs> Naked, covered in spaghetti sauce. <laughs> so does Tom Brady. So that's weird. Uh, uh, yeah. That's cool. So it's, it's yeah. well, I got a lot in common. You know, a lot in common. So, all right. We'll all right. see you tomorrow. Yeah. The Glenn Beck Program.